0: Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Native MMA Radio. Here we are with an amazing main event for this Saturday's fight. Frankie the Answer Edgar will be taking his talents to the Bantamweight division to take on none other than contender Pedro Munoz. In his very first fight, this is a fight that could really propel the answer into the Bantamweight title pitcher with a victory here. And on the flip side, it could really keep Pedro on stride to contending for that Bantamweight title. It's a really fun fight between these guys. Uh, The biggest takeaway from it, when I see Frankie keeps going down, though, is the one thing that made him successful besides his resilience in the lightweight division was his speed. Now that we're kind of evening out the speed between guys, I I don't know how well the answer is going to do with his new found weight class. I do think this is the natural size against the guys who he should be facing. And I really feel like this could be potentially the right move for him in the future.
1: Yeah, maybe he will be able to out grapple everyone because his grappling is very good. You know, He's been fighting in the lightweight division before, so... He's for sure he will bring some power in this division. That's for sure, but uh, yeah, very interesting. Uh, don't have, personally, I don't think that the speed will be an issue for him. I feel like he will still he still look fast and he will have more power than the majority of these people.
0: We to talk about these awesome stickers that I got real quick. Native yeah. MMA radio stickers on deck, bro. can't wait. yeah. Anyways, this is a great card. A lot of people you might not know about, you and I talked about it earlier, there was, you know, the first two fights have all debuting fighters on them. The next two fights after that, half of the fights are, you know, debuting fighters. And a lot of people that maybe you might not know of on Thursday, today, but you're definitely going to know after Saturday. I I feel like if you don't know Mariana Angopova yet, you definitely will. The The girl is amazing. And I really feel like her story and her resilience Has shown why she is as good as she is. She's from what? I don't. I don't want to say it wrong. She's from Croatia.
1: Uh, Let me check. I feel so. I feel like she's from Croatia. No, she's from Kazakhstan.
0: Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. Sorry, all our Kazakhstan fans. Uh, But an amazing step up in competition for her. She fought Hannah Cipher in her UFC debut. Looked amazing in that fight. Great kickboxing. And really somebody who could flourish in one day, potentially challenge the flyweight champion, Valentina Shevchenko. And I mean truly challenge her, not just be a sparring partner.
1: Well, that's that's all we are waiting for. We are waiting for some challenges for those two champions, Amanda Nunes and Valentina Shevchenko. That's all we're waiting for.
0: Yeah, OSP, Alonzo Minifield, Komein, I really don't see that one. Seeing the judges' scorecards. Uh, Mike Rodriguez, we have him coming on the show later. We're going to do a quick little interview around noontime with him. So can't wait to talk to him. Uh, Daniel Rodriguez, we obviously seen what he was able to do. I believe he's a training partner of Cowboy Cerrone, if I'm not mistaken. And he is a long stay at the ranch with Cowboy Runs. Mm. Uh, Joe Selecki, we've had on the show before. Dwight Grant, we've had on the show before. And Jared Gooden. Jaren, unfortunately, got injured and was having to step out of the fight. Hopefully, he's able to get healthy, and we'll see his USA debut coming really soon.
1: Definitely a lot of interesting matchup. Like you said, there's a bunch of fighters that will make their debuts in this card, if I'm not wrong. Uh,
0: Yeah, uh, let's just jump right in. In the Bantamweight division, uh, Tamir Valev is taking on Mark Strigoli. Uh, Tamir is 16 and 2. Mark is 18 and 2 with one no contest. Uh, they're both pretty big guys. Uh, Vallee is uh, two inches shorter than Mark. Mark is five foot 5'8. Um, this fight is going to be contested in the Bantamweight division, but Tamir is originally 145 pounds. He's got a 67 inch reach. They don't have uh, reach on mark here. Like I said, uh, we're both really finding out about these guys at, at right now, and I really feel like by the end of the day, Saturday, we are going to know one of these four fighters a lot better.
1: Yeah, definitely, because uh, like we said, there's a lot of fighters that actually are unknown in the UFC stage. So that's the per- that's the perfect the perfect way to start uh, to start learning about them.
0: No, one hundred percent. And you and I talk about it all the time. These early prelims, you know, everyone starts on the prelims. Your yeah. your favorite fighter in the UFC right now started in your backyard in a regional fight in the some little tiny casino in their little ball wear room. You know what I mean? Like a- everyone starts at the beginning. And Conor McGregor, you know, didn't. He wasn't main eventing his UFC pay per views in his very first fight. So uh, you you got to watch these guys now so you know about them later.
1: The only way, yeah, the only way to to really start in, on the main card of a big pay-per-view is that if your name is, I don't know, if you have all the whole hype and the whole potential of a guy named CM Punk. <laughs> only
0: way, that's the only I way. I thought you were going to say, like, Michael Chandler or something like that. Nope, <laughs> you nope, nope,
1: got to be CM Punk. Hey, hey
0: we're going to get cut out there for that comment. <laughs> Carlton Clutch Minus takes on Matthew Semi-Simmonsburg sem, sem, Sam Ellsberg. I'll yeah. tell you how to say it. <laughs> uh, Matthew is 16-2. and two. Carlton is 10-1 one, and one no contest. You may know Carlton from his days as the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but the, like I said, both 170-pound fighters naturally. Uh, we don't know a whole lot about him yet, but we might know a lot more come Saturday. Now, Ike Villanueva, that guy we do know a little bit about. He unfortunately uh, came in and lost to Chase Sherman in his UFC debut. And that was one of the first fights back when we we were in Jacksonville. Uh, But he he didn't look bad. You know, he's a big dude. Uh, I'm sorry, Jordan Wright, his opponent, he's 10-0, 1-0 contest. His average fight time, 40 seconds.
1: Really? What? 40 seconds. Oh.
0: Oh. Jordan Wright is a light heavyweight from what this says. And he's moving up to heavyweight to fight Ike. I'm guessing it was probably because of the short notice of it. Yeah. I'm guessing, oh no, sorry, Ike Villanueva is going down to light heavyweight. I am mistaken. So Ike is making the, and it makes sense. He was a, he was on the, he was like 225 when he weighed in against Sherman. So uh, he's going to cut that 20 pounds, get to 205. I'll be interested to see how he hits the scale tomorrow. I'm guessing he's tapping it right at that 206 limit. I wonder how that weight cut went for him, though.
1: Very interesting. This Jordan White, actually, I feel like he can be, like, the bigger name coming out after this show. 10-0, uh, and 0, fighting out uh, of Jackson Wink. Yes.
0: If he's a, a light heavyweight fighting out of Jackson Wink, well, you know who his training partner is.
1: Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. It's one of the best in the world, exactly. John Jones.
1: Exactly. So, yeah, very, um, interesting.
0: very Very, interesting. I don't see this fight going to the ground. Shikes absorbed per minute 15, so he, he could take a punch, that's for sure. And, uh, but he gives him. He gives him, definitely. Uh, Jordan Wright, Ike Villanueva, watch out for that one. Two light heavyweights going to battle that one. I don't think he's going to see the judges' scorecards.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, the body snatcher, Dwight Grant, returns – and this time he's taking on newcomer Talon Bourne. Like I said, this is a last-minute switch. Our good friend Jared Gooden was originally supposed to take this spot. He had to drop out due to an injury. Uh, Dwight Grant holds a four-inch reach advantage over Callen Bourne. I'm like, super excited to see this. Uh, uh, we know Dwight Grant's last two fights were both wins. He beat Charles Jordan, which was a beautiful fight, and then Petroselli Jr., who we interviewed him before that fight.
1: Yeah, very interesting matchup. Um, Dwight Grant, I feel like I'm not sure if it's a step, step up or a step down for him. Maybe he that's the only fight that he had and to, to accept because fighting against, winning against Alain Jubon and then fighting against a, a newbie in the UFC, I'm not sure if it's a good thing for you.
0: Well, I think See? either way he was fighting a new guy, but I want to say Dwight's coming off an injury. So Maybe. I, I think that might have been him and his team's plan and not the UFC more in general. I think that we're just trying to ease him back into it.
1: That's a possibility, yes.
0: Austin Hubbard, obviously training partner of Curtis Blaze, is taking on Joe Selecki. Joe, we've had on this show before. I'm super excited about this one. These two guys go out there and throw bombs. Uh, fuck me. Uh, do you really think this fight's going to see a judge's scorecards?
1: I'm not sure, brother. I'm not sure about anything when it comes to these prelims because average
0: five times for Joe Selecki is nine minutes twenty-five seconds. Average five times for Austin Hibberts thirteen forty-five. Average, they don't see the judges.
1: When you see when you see the stats, when you when I'm reading those numbers, man, uh, I'm not sure that maybe not even any one of those fights will be going to the judges.
0: I think the biggest difference is going to be Joe Selecki and how accurate he is with his punching. 76% striking accuracy. But the defensive Austin Hibbert is not bad. We've seen Austin Hibbert last time against Max Roshkoff, and that was the young man who was making his UFC debut and then ended up, you know, calling it quits. I believe it was yeah. in between the second and third round he was just done. This time, is huge step up for Austin. Joe Selecki is no joke, and like I said, you know, the 76% striking accuracy, you're going to see it. guy also has beautiful takedowns. 83% yeah. takedown. Uh, his Austin Hibbert's takedown defense is only 50%. He averages 3.99 takedowns per fight, Joe Selecki, We're going to see this go to the ground. I think Joe has, obviously, Joe has a huge wrestling advantage, even though Austin Hibbert trains with those killer wrestlers. Joe Selecki has the wrestling advantage, and I want to say he has the striking advantage in this one. It might be a long night for Austin Hembert.
1: Yeah, very interesting matchup. I feel like, like you said, the fight may go to the ground, and if it goes, it will be on Joe's advantage. So, yeah, interesting matchup.
0: Yeah, 100%. Now, here is the main event for the prelims. Amanda Lehman's 7-1-1 versus Mizaki. I don't even know how to say her last name. 15, 14, and 5. Mizaki, though, interesting, is only 26 years old. So 26 years old and you already have 19 fights. An amazing uh, fight for a young lady. She won her UFC debut. Now, Amanda Lemus is 1-1 one one in the UFC. She beat Amanda Granger last time out. I'm interested of this fight. I, I really feel like, I don't think, if Amanda can get this fight to the ground, she's going to hold an, an extreme advantage, even bigger than Selecki versus Hibbert, Hibbert. If Amanda can get this fight to the ground, it'll be obviously something that's never happened for Mizaki. She has 100% takedown defense in the UFC, uh, but it, it, she has never faced a grappler like Amanda. So that'll be the interesting part. If Amanda can take this fight to the ground, though, I definitely think that's where she has her advantage. Uh, striking? Uh, these women are damn near equal. Uh, obviously, Mizaki has a little better defense, but Amanda has a little better offense. So those two kind of cancel each other out, Southpaw Orthodox fighters. My biggest takeaway from this is Amanda is the bigger fighter coming down to 35 from 25.
1: Mm. Do, you, do you think that the fight will go to the ground or not?
0: It, uh, it, it really. I haven't seen a lot of Mizaki's takedown defense in her last fight against Wu. So I can't give you a definite answer, yes or no, on that one. It's very possible, though. Amanda's BJJ is legit, and I I feel like if anyone's going to get her down, it's going to be her. Amanda is a quick finisher, too. She has an average fight time of 5.48. We're talking over nine fights. Okay. For you, this was probably one of the better matchups. I know for me it definitely is in that uh, preliminary portion of the card. But I'm super excited for the main card. I know up and down, that's some pretty good fights. And a lot of people you might know of, obviously, you and I know of, but the fans out there in the world might. D-Rod, Daniel Rodriguez, is taking on 10 to Saki Sato. Uh, Saki Sato is 16-3. Rodriguez is 12-1. Rodriguez won his last two outings in the UFC. Sato is 2-1. I believe he lost to Baha Muhammad, if I'm not correct, if I'm not mistaken. Exactly. And that's your boy.
1: Yeah, that's my boy. Bilal, that's my boy.
0: Remember the name.
1: Remember the name, brother.
0: (laughs) Now, Daniel Rodriguez, a Southpaw, taking on the other Southpaw, Takashi Sato. Both of these two were phenomenal strikers, but Daniel Rodriguez, let me tell you, that dude puts out a crazy amount of like his pressure that he puts on fighters is stupid
1: yeah listen this uh, this fight this is a very interesting matchup to start up this uh, main card i feel like uh, daniel rodriguez with an impressive like two three four five six seven eight winning fight fight winning streak right now so he really going out like a killer of this fight and uh takashi sato who's I feel like maybe had maybe better competition, maybe be fighting against a guy like Bilal Muhammad, even though he lost. But you you learn so much from the those type of yeah. fights. So, yeah. So we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Do we have a prediction for this fight?
0: I think Daniel
1: Rodriguez
0: and his 8.6 strikes landed per minute is just going to be too much for Takashi So, I gotta go with Rodriguez in this one.
1: I predict a finish. Don't know which side, but I predict a finish because when I'm looking at Takashi's uh, record, all I see is finishes. It's either him finishing a guy great or getting finished. Down defense by Sato. I just want to point that out. Cool. Uh, a great matchup. I feel like a very interesting matchup.
0: Yeah, very good. This is the matchup I was most interested in when I was really looking over this card. You know, Shanna Dobson. It, ever since she's been, you know, through the Ultimate Fighter, has only fought you know, true contenders, true UFC contenders since she's been here. So when you look at Danger's record, you're like, eh, not too great. She fought against people like Sabina Mazo. Sabina Mazo is on her way to being one of the better flyweights in the world. She trains every single day with featherweight Chris Cyborg at King's MMA. People like that are, you know, are the type of girls that you know, Shena's really just grinding her teeth against. Shanna has only had seven professional fights in her entire life. Yeah, So when you think about a thirty one year old with seven professional fights, it's crazy when you see a Agapova, the twenty three year old with only nine professional fights. this twenty three year old too is no joke. We said mm-hmm. obviously, she's from Kazakhstan. She's just for the very first time seen, you know, and this is no joke. Microwaves, like uh, ovens, electricity.
1: Nah, oh, come on.
0: What the fuck? she? In her interview, she she didn't have electricity in her house when she was really. Growing up. Yes, oh, that's
1: impressive.
0: Yeah, she didn't have a microwave. She didn't have shit like that. Like that shit wasn't afforded to her and her family. They just didn't have the money. And in oh, Kazakhstan, obviously, it's a, it's a truly a poor country. So when she said that she got the check and and she said you know she got her $50,000 the tax man came and got his money and ended up being like a, a close to 40 like 38 something like that $38,000 she was like that's more money than my entire family's
1: ever earned my god that's crazy and listen those guys like those type so of fighters different? yeah the type of fighters that come out from this kind of living this kind of They're they're, they're different breed, like, listen, she, I'm sure, listen, you know what, you got me hyped up, because when you told me this, you really got me hyped up, because I know how that feels coming out of Africa, I know people who who were really poor, you know, so I know how how this is, and I know how crazy and how good they are when it comes, when you give them an opportunity, so I'm, you you know what, I'm pretty sure that she will deliver, and I know that she will deliver in this fight.
0: Yeah, I'm super excited. 23 years old, too, man. Yeah. Super young. The sky's what the limit. You? And like I said to you earlier, I, I really feel like she could one day potentially challenge Valentina Shevchenko.
1: She can. She can. And, it, uh, it,
0: it, it'll be an interesting matchup, too. I, I, if you keep letting her grow and you keep giving her these big names, uh, I feel like one day she could challenge Valentina.
1: And when you see the age, you feel like maybe when she will reach her prime, Valentina Shevchenko maybe will already be gone. So maybe it will it will be it will be perfect for her because she will be on top. Valentina Shevchenko maybe will be like kind of maybe last fights in her MMA career. So who knows? Maybe. But it's still very early to talk about that. She needs to, to win against a very dangerous Shayna Dawson.
0: Yeah, Shayna is no joke. And I'm excited for this fight. Both these women are very evenly matched as well. Five foot six for both of them. Shanna has a one inch reach advantage. Uh, t- uh, Strikings land, strikes landed per minute, damn near evening, uh, over three and a half for both of them. Strikes absorb on the higher side for uh, Miss Dobson there for five point four. Uh, biggest takeaway for me though is that I don't think that this fight's going to go to the ground. And if it goes, go to the ground like Mr. Dobson, Mariana pops right back up. So if Shanna's whole game plan is to go in here and try to out-wrestle her, out-grapple her, I don't think that's the right game plan coming into it.
1: Well, Maria has some uh, f- finishes on the ground, so I'm not tr- I, th- I don't think that she will be afraid to go to the ground.
0: No, she's definitely not afraid. But I think yeah. with her takedown defense, she's going to keep it standing because I definitely feel like she has an advantage there. She,
1: she has options. She has options. Even if it goes to the ground, she has options.
0: One hundred percent. Now, our big main man, Mr. Slow Mike, Mike Rodriguez, is going to be joining us later. But on Saturday night, he's going to be taking on Marcin Parcineillo. This is a great matchup between two guys who are coming off of a loss. big time light heavyweights, very big Mike Rodriguez, six foot four eighty two inch reach advantage. I believe that's like second or third in the UFC. Crazy. Yeah, big dudes. Mike Rodriguez, uh, unfortunately, hasn't been on the best side since he's joined the UFC. <clears throat> he's lost more than he's won. He's got one no contest, one win, two losses. But this is definitely the type of fight where he could turn around. Poconova exactly. on the other side has lost to Alvi and Nkalev, Muhammad Magomed Nkaleev is no joke. Okay, no joke. no joke. I mean, the dude is a beast. There's a reason why uh, Marcin lost to him, and I believe it was like the first round, and if not, it was fairly really early in the second round. Marcin used to be a middleweight. That's where I believe he fought Albi at it was middleweight. If not, it was at light heavyweight. But Albi even put him away. When you see stuff like that, and then you see he's going up against a striker like Mike Rodriguez, who trains under Joe Lozon who has been in the UFC now for a minute, who came up through the Contender Series with a huge knockout, I I really feel like this is really setting Mike up to, you know, finally get on the right track in his UFC career.
1: Yeah. Listen, I feel like for Rodriguez, this is the perfect perfect matchup for for Rodriguez. A a fighter coming out of a two-fight losing streak, that's the perfect matchup for him to bounce back. And for Marcin... It's the same thing because Mike Rodriguez didn't find himself. He's not on a winning streak, also, and he he he's not finding himself yet in the UFC. So both fighters,
0: one hundred percent, like you know, his confidence is behind him like it usually is when he comes
1: off of big wins. Exactly. So for both fighters, I feel like it was the greatest, the best matchup for them, especially if one of, like for the winner of 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 course, but. Uh, yeah, very interesting matchup for a third fight in the main card, which is pretty, pretty it's interesting. It's the
0: Coco, the Coco main event, y'all. That's now,
1: pretty interesting.
0: it's a, a, the the true co main event. is a banger at the light heavyweight division.
1: Yeah,
0: Ovin St. Preux versus Alonzo Minifield is a great fight. When I, uh, listen, we all know what OSP does, okay? Minifield, even better. Nine and one, four <laughs> Four minutes in 40 seconds is his average fight time. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Really? And he has of the longest arms for a light heavyweight, but let me tell you what this dude makes up for it. He is explosive.
1: He is. Listen, he didn't look good in his last fight. I feel like people... There was a huge hype behind him, and he didn't perform very well in his last fight. on uh, Alonso, if you remember, but... This is the perfect fight for him to yeah, bounce
0: back. So good though.
1: OSP man, listen. In one way I want Alonso to succeed in this fight. In the other way I want OSP to do that choke, that same pro choke because every time I see it it's amazing. I I cannot get enough of it. It's uh, he, it's amazing. The guy have one choke. It's like it's like Olenek. he have one you he have he's this thing. Yeah, he's the best at it. Nobody do it better. And uh, it's in a position where people will think that maybe people, that the other guy will not tap out, and they go down. They go down. They, they, they tap yeah, I, out, or
0: they... Listen, in jiu-jitsu, I felt people coming for it a couple times. I'm like, oh, I'm not holding this guillotine. I'm good. I know what happens.
1: Yeah. That's <laughs> I have seen this twice before. <laughs> yeah, it's dangerous. But Alonso, man. Talk to, talk to us a little bit about Alonso and how, he, how powerful that's he is.
0: super crazy power not even just great power he's got great takedown defense too 85 percent takedown and he he has the power to put people out with one punch he lands 3.75 strikes per minute and his accuracy is 47 percent he's not the most accurate fighter but once he hits you with some of those bombs man it's literally lights out for people
1: do you think that maybe OSP, seeing how the last fight Alonzo lost, maybe he have like, a, an idea of what to do to win this yeah. fight? If
0: OSP takes this fight to the ground, I think it's the best thing for him. Alonzo Minifield off his back doesn't have the same amount of power as he has standing up.
1: Yeah. So that's an interesting—that's and very interesting matchup.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see this one. Uh, who do you got coming out victorious? Alonzo Minifield— Or OSP?
1: Uh, You know what? I think that's if this fight goes to the ground, and I see it goes to the ground because OSP is so powerful, he can bring the fight to the ground. I think OSP will win this fight by submission.
0: I see. I I think OSP realizes he has to take this fight to the ground. I think that's where he gets caught, though. I think Alonzo Mennefield catches OSP trying to get him to the ground and puts him out.
1: Hmm. Maybe. We will see.
0: Very interesting matchup. Now, here we are to the main event. Like I was talking about earlier, Frankie Edgar's very first fight in the Bantamweight division. The answer is taking on none other than the young punisher, Pedro Munoz. Now, I've seen Pedro Munoz fight uh, twice so far. He kicked John Dotson in his nuts about 75 times. (laughs) And then he knocked out Cody Garbrandt. I was super excited about the Garbrandt knockout because, you know, fuck that guy. But... (laughs) I fucking can't wait for this fight. Truly, if either one of these gentlemen win, it really propels him and that 135 pound division. But if Frankie wins, it propels him even more.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. And they both come out of a loss. Actually, Frankie is in a two fight losing streak. He lost against yeah. Holloway, and then he lost against the Korean Zombie in a another finish. The second one, the second time he got stopped, which is kind of makes me think does Frankie. Is short good notice, so or did he no. short
0: notice? He stepped in for uh,
1: Ortega. I, yeah, I'm I, if I'm not wrong, yeah, I, it is. But you know, Frankie never been stopped until Brian Ortega stopped him. And now in his last four fights, he st- he got stopped two times, one of them being against uh, Brian. It's kind of make me wonder if is Frankie? Because the myth was to take out Frankie. Nobody would do that. Ask Aldo. Aldo been been killing him in ten rounds, and he couldn't finish him, <laughs> yeah. killing him. So uh, it makes
0: me Maynard,
1: wonder if same thing. Same thing. You know, there's no die in in Frankie Edgar. There's no die in it. So uh, may, seeing him getting knocked down, knocked out two times makes me wonder if he's good or you know if it's the end of Frankie Edgar. But Pedro All Munoz. he's on away. Yeah, exactly. So, But let me tell you something about Pedro Munoz. Because Pedro Munoz, a lot of everyone is behind the hype of, yeah, he, he knocked out Cody Garbrandt, whatever. He lost his last fight to Aljo, and against Cody, and this is my opinion, I feel like if Cody wasn't fighting dumb, he Stupid. wouldn't win that fight. He, he would fight. Just, exactly. Stupid.
0: Why Stupid. He go you go well, a firefight with somebody who's got hands like Munoz? When your so chin is in, suspect as fuck.
1: Exactly, and I feel like if you're not stupid, you win. You you can win against against uh, Pedro Munoz. Now this is a very interesting matchup. First fights of Frankie Edgar in this division. I feel like Frankie in this fight. I ha- I like chance the chances. Uh, Frankie's chances in this fight. I really do. Listen, I think Frankie
0: needs to go in there and wrestle him. Uh, Pedro yeah. Munoz. The speed is now evened up. He doesn't have a speed advantage over anybody in this division at 135 pounds. Uh, Pedro Munoz lands 5.29 strikes per minute. He absorbs 6.71. So obviously these guys are a million times faster than the competition he's used to at featherweight and lightweight saying that you can make them look real slow on the ground, real yeah. slow. Mirab Davis has made a career of it outside of John Dodson. Yeah. If, Frankie uses his wrestling pedigree and he's no, used to wrestling with bigger guys. Frankie Edgar will win this fight. If he decides to keep this fight standing, Pedro Munoz has a good chance to of knocking him out and really stamping himself as a bantamweight contender.
1: He can Frankie has so many options. I feel like his grappling can really make him win this fight a lot of, a lot a lot of easier, but He can knock him out, also, Frankie. uh, Like we're talking about speed, but we're not talking about the power. Frankie been fighting and knocking out light, lightweight fighters, and this is in the weight. I feel like the power of Frankie can be very, very important. Now it depends on how he will of the weight. Of the
0: power transition, exactly.
1: Exactly. So we will see, but very interesting, and I really hope that Frankie will shine again in this division.
0: I'm excited, man. Like I said, if Frankie wins this fight, it really boosts him in that Bantamweight title pitcher. I don't see anyone, if Frankie can win this fight, get a fight against somebody like a Garbrandt, dude, he's right up there in the short list. Jan versus Sterling's next, but uh, unless Henry comes back or TJ comes back and gets a dominant victory, Frankie's right there
1: just want to say this, not related to that fight, but I'm still mad and kind of sad that we didn't have to see Frankie Andrew back when he was still relevant, really, against McGregor. I'm still, like, for me, it's the, 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 that featherweight fight, I really feel that we got robbed.
0: Yeah, there's a couple that I would have loved to have seen with McGregor, and uh, I don't think it's going to happen now rda at lightweight i really wanted to see that fight i was intrigued when they announced that first i was like oh that's a great matchup rda at that point was just murking motherfuckers (laughs) and i mean like he made cowboy look silly and legitimately murdering dudes so when they said that he was going to fight mcgregor i was like oh that aggressive style how is it going to work with mcgregor's beautiful counter-strikes it was interesting and it's one that we're probably not going to see uh, Tony versus Khabib. Another one we're not going to see, most likely. We did get the poor man's Tony Khabib. We got Ishlam versus RDA. Yeah. So there's
1: that. That's, that's not bad.
0: It's not horrible. It's not horrible. For you, give me three fights to watch.
1: Alright, brother. I will go first with... You know what? I will go with... Uh, what's the fight I'm talking about? Uh, Carlton Munoz actually, I guess Matthew, if I'm not wrong, that's the fight I was talk I was going to talk about because for me it's a very interesting matchup and the the fact that he have ten wins. Oh no, sorry, sorry. I'm not talking about no no. I'm am not, not talking about Carlton Munoz. Uh, J- Jordan Wright exactly. Sorry, I'm talking about Jordan Wright. Jordan Wright his MMA his, his MMA record and the way he's winning it makes me wonder how good he is. So that's the first fight. The Plus, second I'm fight...
0: Leva going from heavyweight to 205. That's really intriguing to me as well. I want to see yeah. if he's able to take a lot of power with him to 205. Because if he is, he was knocking out heavyweight. So if he's able to take some of that power with him to 205, whoo, watch out, man.
1: Exactly. And uh, the, the second fight to
0: take it out of the way in 205. So.
1: Mm, yeah. The second fight for me will be OSP against Alonso in Film because I feel like... I want to see a choke. I want to see OSP choke. I don't give a fuck. I want to see that choke. An attempt or whatever, but I want to see that choke. And the third fight for me will be the main event, Frankie against Peugeot. No doubt, Frankie really hope he he can bounce back in this division.
0: All right, so the three fights for me, um, obviously, I cannot wait for the Austin Hubbard versus Joe Selecki fight. I feel like those two, it's going to be fireworks for sure. Those two go in there and put on great performances each time. Mariana Agapova versus Shana Dobson. Yeah. I really feel like Mariana is the future of this lightweight division. And then Mike Rodriguez versus Marcin. Uh, I feel like these two gentlemen, with their losses, are going to go in there with just ill intent to try to knock each other out. And those are the type of fights that are beautiful. Expect they are on
1: They are on the main card for a reason. They are on in the third in the co co main events like you say yes. for a reason.
0: And let me point this out. The preliminary portions of the card is on ESPN. Plus, the main card is on ESPN.
1: Mm, Okay. That's good. So,
0: uh, get ready, guys. Can't wait. Beautiful night of fights on Saturday. Anything else for UFC fight night? Edgar versus Uh,
1: Linos. Nothing special. I feel like there's a lot of intriguing and interesting matchup and interesting fighter to watch and to look out after. So, yeah. Very excited.
0: Yeah, I am as well. I can't wait for this. Um, super excited for this fight night. A lot of names you might not know, like I said on Thursday, but you're gonna know them come Saturday. That's about yeah. it. Right. That wraps it up for UFC Fight Night, Edgar versus Munoz. We're gonna have Mike Rodriguez a lot a little later on in the day, so I'll have that interview out as soon as I get it done. But uh thank you guys for joining us again and sticking through this entire episode and stay classy.
1: Peace.